Welcome to the Juve Show. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Welcome to the Juve Show. Ciao, everyone. Really, really thrilled again for, I think it's our third episode, Martina, isn't it? Yeah, coming strong. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So we are trying to do it every week. And for the first time, we have new guests. So that's also nice. But before presenting them, uh, yeah, Martina is still struggling where who's where. Uh, so I said to Martina, you know, try to follow the Juventus logo. So I know that, oh, even here, it's really shit. It's really difficult. But here we have Michael and here we have Travis. So we will present them a bit later. But first of all, before saying hello to them, I really want to say hello to the people that already joined the chat because they are here since the beginning. And we have Marco Sufian. Ciao, Marco Sufian. We have Alibeba. We have Martina that also joined sneakily the, the chat. We have AG MCC. Ciao, AG. So we have a, a few people. I see now that we are five in the in the live. Thank you for being there. So my name is Giuseppe from J Just Juve. Then you have Martina. From you a designer. What's up, from everyone? From you a designer. <laughs> and then we have uh, uh, Travis. Travis. And before he says something, is actually the guy where I do my daily videos about the Italian sport papers. He's actually the guy that you are listening to without knowing it because he made the music for me for that video and also a couple of other music that I use when I do topic-related videos. So sometimes, a lot of time, you hear some music. If you don't know from who it is, it's from the guy here. Travis. So Travis, you want to present yourself, who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, so can you hear me? Does this headset work? Yep, yes, yep. we hear you. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm Travis. Uh, I'm from Southern California. I live in like the Los Angeles area. Uh, I'm a musician, obviously, make music for a living. Um, I also do, I'm not I don't have a video channel to promote, but I do write um, some stuff for UVFC.com sometimes. And I helped start, well, not start, but helped to make the um, Juventus Los Angeles fan club official a couple years ago. So that's me. I've been a Juve supporter my whole life. I pretty much grew up on it and it's been a love affair ever since. Awesome. That's dope. <laughs> You're muted, Giuseppe. I, can, I cannot hear Giuseppe at all. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, Giuseppe. <laughs> I always do the same. So I have my microphone, I put myself on mute, and then I start speaking, blah, blah, blah. So thank you, uh, Travis. And then, Travis, and then we have, uh, because we try to split also, one from US and one from Europe, we have Michael. Ciao, Michael. Ciao, hello. My name is Michael. Um, I'm 25 from Malta. Uh, also been a Juventus fan my whole life. Uh, fun fact, my first memory of Juventus is actually when uh, when they lost the Champions League final 2003 uh, against Milan. I remember watching the first half of that of that game, went to bed, you know, kind of full of hope, woke up and saw that Milan won the won the cup and burst out crying. And that's my that's my first memory of uh, of Juventus. Uh, other than that, um, I'm a data analyst, uh, basically a numbers nerd. Uh, let's put it that way. And um, uh, yeah, and basically what I do around Juve is just I just tweet sometimes, tweet my opinions, you know, saying how great we are, or how rubbish we are. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, lately, you could say that we were a lot rubbish, eh? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, after pre- after presenting the people, I think it's important again, really quickly, to tell you the guys that are already the ch- in the chat. Ciao, Muslim, by the way. Uh, what we will talk about today. So we have, as always, an agenda where we will speak about the attack. What is the attack? It's Napoli-Juve, really quick, because that was a dramatic game. Then we will go through the Bologna-Juventus and, yes, for the first time, we will celebrate a victory together. Then we will speak about the midfield. What is the topic of the midfield? Is Sari in or Sari out? We finish with the defense. What is the defense? Preparing, actually, the Juventus-Lecce game. And we'll finish with the goalkeeper, where we have some special announcements and shootouts. So that's it for for us. Let's start, I believe, with the attacking part, Martina. Yes. Uh, we have someone else in the chat, Juan Pablo Sanchez. Let's pop his comment up. I think Let it's me... time. Look at that. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so sadly, disaster, in my opinion. <laughs> the Napoli Juve game. I mean, we were planning on having a special episode. Uh, <laughs> we won. Oh. And now we're here after about, when was that? Like a week? Almost a week from that game? A disaster. So I want to know what you guys thought of that game. Definitely. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, it was some, it was not something that I expected. I hate penalties, so I was definitely stressing in that part. Uh, I don't yeah. know what you guys we're feeling um, about that game. Were you guys? Did you guys think that we were going to win, um, or did you expect what happened? You want to go first, Travis. Go ahead, Travis. Sure. Um, I can't say that I was terribly surprised, especially after the Milan game. Napoli definitely seemed like they had a fuller head of steam going into it. Uh, I guess I could have been a little bit more forgiving of the result if we had it played so horrendously and I'm not a big proponent to penalties. Anyways, if we would have lost two one in regular time, it would have been a much fairer result. But when you get to the lottery, I think it's, you know, it's really up in the air, but we, I think really just ever since before the, the break happened, we've looked pretty devoid of ideas from an attacking sense. And when you play a team like Napoli that creates so many chances and scores so much that you have to have a little bit of that magic going forward or else, you know, your defense is only going to be able to do so much of being resilient. I didn't love the way that they played where they sat 11, all 11 men behind the ball the entire game, even though we had tons of possession and yeah. maybe you should have found an opportunity, but um I think it could have been a more open game, but yeah, I wasn't terribly surprised, but I was definitely disappointed. Yeah. 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 Pretty much agree from, from my end. Um, I mean, against Milan, we were, we had, I guess Milan, for example, I saw it as a really weird game because we started off really well. And when we started off, I was, I was like, you know, sorry, ball is back. And then, and then all of a sudden went back to how we used to play like before then. And it was, we were rubbish. And the, the Napoli game, I was maybe hoping, like that would have because I always kind of say that maybe the team doesn't have uh, motivation. Obviously, you know, one eight's good at in a row, so maybe there's that sort of thing lingering. But I mean, this was a final, and we just we didn't. I don't. I mean, I don't remember. Maybe it's because it's been a week, but I don't remember any chances at all. Um, 
I think, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't remember if Cristiano had a chance at a point and he just flashed it wide or something like that, but I don't remember anything. And it was, obviously, you know, I thought that Napoli, Napoli played well. I mean, I don't want to take it kind of for granted we're supposed to win, but... I mean, we, we just we didn't even pose any problems. They defended well, you know, they had lots of players behind the ball, but we, sh- we showed nothing. And then when it comes to penalties, I mean, it's just a lottery at the end. I was disappointed that the ball missed his, but like, again, it's it's a lottery. So, yeah, it was not, not the best game, not the best game. Yeah, I bet they had a lot of training and penalties after yeah, that. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that exactly. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I mean, uh, the... The keeper of Napoli actually saved a, a cup. It was very good, actually, the, the yeah. penalties. So, yeah. fair play to them. I mean, they they deserve to win it. I agree with Travis. Would have been, I actually would have preferred it if, it if they just won 1-0, 2-1, something like that. Wouldn't have been so stressful as well. So, I would have actually... I was almost... During the game, for example, I was actually saying like towards the end, I'd almost rather Napoli win it because like the stress of penalties and it just isn't worth it. <laughs> so... Yeah, not 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 the best game of youth. I've seen I've seen better games. I think that was one of our worst ones, to be honest, this season, in my yeah. opinion. Really sad to I mean, and we lost like the first in a way trophy that we we yeah. got home. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, Super Copa. Yeah, we had the Super Copa as well. But Lazio, Lazio, we just don't know how to play Lazio at all. Like with Lazio, they just. They just own us like at the minute uh, with Napoli. I was hoping that you know with Napoli kind of would be a bit more uh, kind of dominated, but there was nothing. There was just nothing there. Uh, I can't remember the lineup. I think at the top, for example, Douglas Costa for me, nothing. There was just nothing there, and he is usually uh, no, no, Martina. <laughs> um, um, I think that you know Costa. For me, in the last three games, pretty much every single game, he was nothing. I, th- I was expecting him to be better even yesterday, to be honest, but I won't go on to that. But, yeah. Um, oh, we've got a new left-back coming on. <laughs> what about, what about the, the Chesney um, thing? Do you agree with that? Chesney, it is. Uh, I mean, Buffon, yeah, Buffon, uh, yeah, he's... I mean, I don't think that Chesney is like a penalty master either. So he's not like uh, I think that was similar to what happened with Sari against uh, against City, you know, when he tried to sub off Kepa and Kepa didn't want to come. Yeah. Uh, guys, like Caballeros. If I penalty. interrupt, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the statistics were thirty-one percent saved penalties from Buffon. That's really high. That's really amazing yeah. for a goalkeeper. Yeah. So and also mentally, I don't know if you guys, uh, Travis. Or uh, Michael and Martina, you agree, but mentally, if you do that to a keeper and a legend like Buffon, you you break his career. That's a big shame. I don't yeah. think that any coaches in the world would sub Buffon just before the penalty kicks. That that's my opinion. Huh? You you no, can't I, do that to Buffon. I completely agree. And and Buffon is not bad at yeah catching penalty. I mean, in my opinion. It's not that she's like the god of penalties either. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think that maybe Buffon gets a bad rep for penalties because of the 2006 World Cup when he didn't even get close to one. But, but, but in general, then, I think he's quite good. Back then, if you, re- I mean, if you remember, not the goalkeepers weren't that crazy either. Yeah. And that everyone was getting penalties anyway. I think the goalkeepers level it's going up and up now. Yeah. And also something that Buffon has is the experience. I mean, definitely had 
way more experience than Chesney in penalties. So yeah, exactly. that's also on his side. Sadly, it didn't work out. But also- I think, and, and maybe Tra- Travis can answer that one. Uh, you know, keeping the lanes blocked for Ronaldo, Dybala and Costa was a really good strategy on Gattuso's part. And I saw also other comments who were saying that actually Napoli played really great in defense. Yeah. Travis, uh, w- what's your opinion about how Napoli played? And actually, Milan played a bit the same way. Yeah? And we will go into the Bologna game a bit later. But what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely had the the right strategy for defending against us. They pretty much nullified our attacking threat. They closed down the spaces. They gave us no room. And you could see that even though we had such a high amount of pers- of possession, we were just really recycling the ball around trying to find an opening. So I, I guess for me, it's more that I don't agree with that style of play. I like to see things be a little more open. But if it's a strategy that works, especially against a team like us and you're going for silverware i if i was a manager i would deploy that system as well and i think that's especially with a player like ronaldo players like dibala and costa in the side the biggest threat you're going to have at least from us because everybody knows we have such a weak midfield that the only threat is going to come from up top so if you suffocate them we're not going to be creating a lot of opportunities and especially because we as a team right now, because we have no creativity coming from the midfield, our only real opportunities come from wide areas. We're not pushing it through the center. We push it out wide. And I think it's probably well known now that we don't have great crossers of the ball. So people just let us play to our own disadvantage by using a strategy like that. And I think now that it's becoming more apparent that that strategy works, we'll probably see more teams deploy those types of strategies against us because they know we're not going to create that much even you know in a game like with the Bologna one where we create so many chances but have you know such a limited amount of production it's just becoming painfully obvious that we're extremely one-dimensional mm. you know to to enter that Bologna game because we spoke a lot uh What were your thoughts about Bologna and, and when you saw the lineup? Let's combine the two questions. Like, oh, Martina. Game. What yeah, after. We were going to be ready for the Bologna and the Serie A, or were you are thinking differently because of the Napoli game? Um, from, from mine, I don't think. I wasn't actually too concerned about the Bologna game. I was, as in. I was slightly concerned because, you know, I mean, we had just come off two pretty, pretty horrific games, obviously, after the Coppa Italia. But I always feel like, you know, for Juve to play, I think Del Piero said something about, like, for Juve, like, you never see Juve play three bad games in a row. So I was expecting something better from them. Um, uh, the lineup, the lineup, I was pretty surprised, to be honest. Um, uh, we started, uh, first of all, we started Rabio and, and Bernardeschi, and I was already like, But, but like I said, kind of Costa was really not that effective um, in either of the Coppa games. So I was, I, I was surprised it was Bernardeschi, but again, there were no other options, I guess, aside from Bernardeschi. So it was good. I was like, okay, he's trying something new, which is, which is good. And with Rabiot, um, I was surprised. But, um, I mean, Rabiot, I think that now, I mean, we're, I don't know what's going to happen with Rabiot over the summer, but... I, I want to see kind of what he can do as well, because I think that over the season so far, he's been pretty... Average, um, mm. if I can say that. So, yeah. 
What about you, Travis? Um, I I don't think that I was surprised seeing the lineup coming into the game because right now we definitely need to make some changes. Obviously, what we've been doing hasn't been working, so even some minor tweaks might help in that regard. But I was also keeping in mind that right now with the return, we're going to be playing every three days, so we probably yeah. won't see an extremely consistent lineup week in and week out, except for maybe a few players who, like Ronaldo, who never wants to or probably will get benched unless we're playing a, a bottom table side. But yeah. I would expect that we continue to see more changes, especially because we have defensemen dropping like flies right now. So we're going to have to come up with some creative solutions and also try to get a little bit of motivation out of the players to maybe do a little better. Definitely like Rabio. Because that if he knows that he's gonna leave, he doesn't care. And technically, doesn't care anymore about Juve. But I mean, I would say even for somebody like Pjanic, who has no. been consummately in the side, like putting him on the bench and making him think about like his production and his effort might do him some good. Maybe just get a little refresh and the mind and come back and have a little more gas in the legs, a little more creativity and kind of know that you're not guaranteed that spot week in and week out that you have to constantly fight for that opportunity. The prob problem is uh, that we've, we don't have so many choices, Travis, in the midfield and you have to play the same again, 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 because now I'm, I'm really happy that we, we could save Rabiot because he played really well, I think, versus Bologna. Yeah, yeah yesterday he, he played a decent game. Yeah. He was the best in the midfield because even Bentancur is my favorite midfielder of Juventus, uh, you know, since the last season already, but also this season. Even him, he was a bit invisible. And okay, like you said, Travis, I totally agree. Playing every three days, especially after three months staying at home, starts to be really difficult. So we are lucky that we saved Rabiot for one game. I, I hope he can do even a bit better in the next coming ones because we really needed him. But I was really scared after uh, Napoli because he didn't, you know, he had a chance to come in versus Milan. He didn't play well. And he didn't have a single minute versus Napoli in the final when you have five subs. So I was really scared about that. And that's why I'm saying like, okay, benching Pjanic, I believe we have 12 games to go, 11 now in Serie A plus the Champions League. If you start benching too much in the beginning, you lose him totally. Eh? And then yeah. we'll speak maybe about the Artur uh, Pjanic swap if we have time later. But uh, the guy can be mentally already gone. So if you lose him because you are trying to punish him to let him realize that he needs to step up, he will never step up again. That's what I believe. Huh? Martina, I yeah. don't know what you think. Or, yeah. or Michael. Since we play so much, we need to take advantage of every single player that we have since there's a lot of injuries and other problems that we're facing right now. So, I mean, thank God Rabio played a good game, and let's hope – I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> um, we can play him again and again because I liked him in this game against Bologna, so let's hope um, he plays again and plays the same or better. Yeah, I think, I think that's something that I'm – as in something that you, you mentioned, Giuseppe, was about like kind of these guys checking out. And that's something that I'm really worried about because we're in such a weird such a weird situation. So, for example, to go back on Pjanic, for example, as well, he's someone who is 
likely likely to leave. Um, Rabiot as well, you know. And when you have these sort of guys, I mean, Pjanic is, to me, a crucial player in our team. Um, and if you completely drop him, our midfield was already weak. Um, uh, without him, it's, I mean, I know he's, he hasn't been great, but he's still a, an important guy and you want to get kind of the most out of him. So I would really, that's kind of one of my biggest concerns, actually, about the coming, you know, the coming weeks slash month. Um, like Champions League, you know, it's going to be in August. He's probably going to change. He's probably going to change club around that time, just a few weeks after. How how likely is it, you know, how easy is it to keep these guys kind of consistent and actually pushing their own for you? Because in my opinion, to win the Champions League, everyone needs to be kind of on board. You know, you cannot have these guys who are mentally checked out. So you have Rabiot thinking about his next his next place, Pjanic thinking about Barca and all these things. So I think it's a, to me, it's a worry um, more for the Champions League than for Serie A because maybe Serie A we can... I think Serie A is going to be a test of just our squad depth. And I think we have, I'm quite comfortable in saying that we have the best squad depth, I think, in, in the league. Uh, I'm not sure if that's controversial or not, but I think we do. Um, but then Champions League is different, you know, it's a different task. Um, what I'm scared about Serie A is more the injuries. Not having uh, enough, like, since we're playing so much, we know what's happening already, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah. We're gonna get to a point that we're just gonna have to play small, like the kids, like the under twenty three or something, because we're not gonna have players to just step up because yeah. we're gonna run in a moment. I mean, I, that's what I'm scared of, and I hope it doesn't happen somehow. But yeah, be prepared for that. If and, it and we have we have on. Giuseppe left back. No, no, for the next game. So you have me as a left back but for <laughs> three minutes. I have three minutes autonomy, and that's it. So you have to choose. If you want to start me, you end with me, but I have only three minutes. But what about the guy in the in the comment here, Ramsey? Uh, because he's, you know, an excellent player, but also him. We are talking about injuries. Travis, what, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, he just can't stay fit. We haven't, has he, I don't even think he's played a single minute since we've returned, which is a little bit concerning. I mean, if he did, it may have been against Milan. For a few minutes, but I can't remember seeing him outside of that. Well, he um, played yesterday. He played uh, twenty minutes. He didn't do much, to be fair. But he played yeah. yesterday. Clearly, he didn't do much. You know what I said? I, I maybe I'm mocking or not now huh, because I like Ramsey. Huh? But yesterday he came on the field. His hair was not. He's lucky to have hair. You know, I have no hair. The guy he comes in. With his hair, it was not even, you know, with gel or thing like that. It was like, I just wake up, I go in the field and I play like 20 minutes. I was really like, what are you doing, Ramsey? You know, it's time to show, you know, it's cool to be polite and nice and to learn Italian and to be a smart, beautiful guy. But make your hair before the game. That means that you are ready to fight. And yesterday, unfortunately, I was not seeing him fighting. That's what I, I think, yeah. I'm pro again. I'm probably mocking and exaggerating a bit, but when I was a trainer, I, I was playing. I was training young guys, and the young guys. I remember you immediately saw because they were 12, 13 years. It was minus five degrees in the winter. They had to play. And, you know, kids have cold. And I remember you had one player every time before going on the field before starting. He was doing like that with his long sleeves. He was ready to fight. He was really ready. And I I love that fighting spirit. And that's what, you know, I'm comparing Ramsey yesterday with uh, 
because he, he didn't mate his hair. So, <laughs> well, you also have to think that he hasn't played since forever ago. The Inter game, I think. Yeah. So yeah, he played the, like the, the, the Juve against Milan. That was the Ramsey condition to this game. So obviously, it's gonna take him a game or two to get full fully ready in a way hopefully it doesn't get injured before but um yeah we also yeah, I like I like Ramsey I like Ramsey a lot I think he's uh I think he's my favorite midfielder now since since well Pjanic was my favorite midfielder but you know he's clearly like checked out but um I, li I like Ramsey a lot I think I agree that yesterday maybe to be honest I didn't pay much attention to him because then it's like we almost like all the team kind of like went down a gear um and then when when Danilo went off I mean then everything finished. Um, but I, I, I like I like Ramsey quite a lot. I think that he's actually one of the few players who you know can offer can offer goals from uh, from midfield. I think that was that's something that we almost. I mean, something that I keep going back to is that our midfield offers no goals. Like for us, it's almost like you have Cristiano score, as Dybala scores, or as nothing. <laughs> like that's the only way. And you look back to like I think like seven years ago when you had Vidal being a top scorer. That like no chance. If we had if we had Matri and Vucinic up top, would be would be like mid table. So uh, that's something I think that we really need. We really really need. Uh, so we need him to to be kind of focused. He's, a, he's another guy that we that we need desperately to be kind of getting the best out of. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I didn't think about it that way, but it's true. I mean, we definitely yeah. need to push that more. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Whoever we're gonna buy and stuff like that for the midfield to focus on that too, because yeah, exactly. We need a nine. That's also something. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, so help. for example, because we're mentioning even injuries, like you have, uh, for example, Kellini injured. For me, obviously you miss Kellini because you know he's a leader and whatnot. But to be honest, for me, since the since we've we've played these three games, I know that everyone's been complaining, oh, you know, we're rubbish in attack. But I think it's almost been forgotten how good we've been in defense. And I know we played, you know, we played Milan, who aren't at the best. We played Napoli, who just defended. We played Bologna. But I thought that Bonucci and De Ligt have been really, really good together. And almost like if Kellini comes back, who would you who would you take off for yeah. for Kellini? I don't think I would. I don't know what to do with Kellini, to be honest. I saw someone say yesterday maybe that put him at left back, which I'm not sure <laughs> is the. I don't know what, what puts Kellini at left back, but uh, in a Sarri system. But I think the the problem is yeah that number nine spot because you take Cristiano off. I don't know who replace him with. Probably like like you said, Martin, like an under twenty three. Well, I have no idea who the who they are. So. Yeah, that's that's the injuries are are a concern for Serie A for sure, especially since we have Lazio breathing down our neck, and I think that they they would push us a lot. Yeah, what about the top three? Like we played Douglas, Dybala, and Ronaldo, and then we played Bernardeschi, Dybala, and Ronaldo. Um, did you guys have a preference of the two, Travis? Um, did you like one of the better, or which one do you think worked better out of the two? Uh, surprisingly, I thought. Bernadeschi had a better game than Costa coming back into the side. Um, right now, though, I would probably prefer Costa up top because I still have some hope for Bernadeschi as a Mezala, which might still be an option in the midfield since we need to do some rotating there and he's got bundles of energy. But he looked way better, uh, Bernadeschi did, like linking up with Dybala, especially with that assist to get yesterday. Um, and Costa just 
as for as much dancing as he does, he just didn't wasn't wasn't happening for him the other day. So right now, I think Bernadeski's had a better better start to the return, but I prefer Costa up top. Hmm. Oh, I felt like Bernadeski was super more lively. Like it didn't look like he was resting at all. Like he looked better than before the break, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. I agree. But that's that's the thing with Bernardeschi, huh? We all criticize him and, and so on. But at the end, deep in our heart, I think we we want him to succeed, even if I believe it's too late now. Yeah. Uh, he was there. I have to admit also this this season, he never played his role. He never no, played his role. He was misplaced as a trek artista with a Sari who was stubborn to play him, play him, play him there. So it was really difficult. Um so for me, you know, it, it you know, we can't blame everything on Bernardeschi. On the other hand, the guy is mentally not strong enough. Look at where uh, versus Napoli, he had the ball at a certain moment without pressure. He's there. Yeah. He put him. He put him. He out, puts in the know? corner. Yeah. Come on. And <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to answer two questions, Martina, if I can, from True Galaxy, who's saying, Kedira <clears throat> get a lot, uh, a much hate uh, for his injuries, but Ramsey not. I wonder why. The thing is, uh, Kedira is, for me, an amazing or was an amazing player coming from Real Madrid. You know, experienced player, smart player, also, you know, really great to enter the thing. But if you look at the two last years with a salary of six million, he played only 22 games, if my memory is good. And at a certain moment, that frustrates people because every time he's ready to come back, coaches are praising him, saying he's our new transfer he's the guy we really want uh he's the guy who will make the difference and then before playing he's going again to the k medical i call i call it the k medical instead of the j medical because he has his spot there so that's i believe why at a certain moment he received so many uh critics and then the second question i wanted to answer really quickly was about bonucci as a regista that was something that i really wanted i believe three or four years ago because he had the skills but if you look now it's already the third game we are playing without conceding you have a really great affinity with between delict and bonucci the guys together they are a wall would you really risk that because kellini is not there yet rugani is for me a good player but it's not a phenomenal uh, and a politically not, correct, a politically uh, correct, good player. He he's okay. He he never make uh, the big big mistake, you know. But he's a fifth, you know. It's not the first choice. And then and then you have uh, Demiral who is injured also. So would you risk Bonucci somewhere else? Why it's actually probably the only best sector we have. I would not do it. No. Do you remember that? I think that's in 15, 16, uh, when we're going through our slump. I remember people suggesting Bonucci to, to play in midfield for events, and he like was giving free kicks. It was <laughs> no, I, I would I would keep Bonucci where he is. To be, honest. I think that he's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't touch him. To be honest, over there, I think the last thing I want to do is uh, screw up our our defense. To be honest, I think mm-hmm. that's like I said, one of the true positives I've had. I don't know, Travis, if you see Bonucci playing as a mezzala with Bernardeschi, but um, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't put Bonucci in midfield, to be honest. No, I don't I don't think you should move him up, especially uh, right now. I think you kind of 
go with uh, what's working because that seems to be one of the only things that is working right now is that center back pairing. And, and that's also a good comment from Rusitano, who's saying actually that uh, Ramsey's mistake on the field are less noticeable noticeable than Kedira's. And I have to admit also, uh, the last games I saw from Kedira in a long time ago, the guy was walking. He was walking and uh, it was difficult to still defend him. Even if I continue to say, smart player, yes, good player was... Uh, but with 6.5 million, I think it's also time for him to leave, and he will not because who wants to take Kadira, you know, with yeah. a high salary, end of career. Uh, and that's the thing if he was earning three million, I'm sure all the clubs would take him, but now it's difficult. Maybe but Arsenal, one, yeah. Arsenal always wanted Kadira, no, so. guys. Were you, were you happy about uh, about Bologna as a whole, as a three points? As what we showed, you know, if we go back to the statistics to remember ourselves a bit, uh, is it something that you say, okay, yeah, we can be proud and happy about that game? Who's going to go? I was Martina. happy. Uh, go, Martina. Go, Martina. And then we do Travis, and then we finish with Michael. In a quick word, so we can go to the midfield part that will be a hot one with Sari in or Sari out. I mean, I, th I was happy with the result because we finally won and we scored. That's something we were lacking. However, it wasn't still the best game, the 90-minute games. Maybe like the beginning, okay, but then the same happens. Like we just lose that, like lose control in a way. So, I mean, I'm happy because we won. So, yeah. Michael? um yeah from from my end i mean i was i was happy with it i thought that i thought that uh they were quite open at bologna as in they play totally different to how napoli for example were playing um uh, yeah, we haven't spoken about arthur yet <laughs> um uh, uh yeah i was I, I was happy with the with the performance i felt obviously we're still not i mean uh, i thought that cristiano was a bit you know i mean obviously he scored the penalty but he still wasn't in full gear but for me Definite positive with the defense. Big, big, big positive with Bernardeschi. I thought that we were really missing something over there the last couple of games, and I was happy to see Rabio get a get a decent game. So, I think the only negative of the game was uh, was the fact that we have no no left backs now. Um, so that that's the only thing that really kind of disappointed me. But we got the three points, so that's all that counts. Yep, agree. What about you, Travis? Um, yeah, I think I'm more happy with the result than I am with the performance. It still seems a little bit like we're depending a lot on moments of individual brilliance from players than really playing like a, like a whole team. I mean, there's definitely some positives, and I think you guys have all mentioned them, so I don't think I need to go back into it. But hopefully, maybe like playing so frequently now will be in a way a blessing in disguise because we'll have to start playing more as a unit and we'll have to kind of develop the sorry playing style more quickly um, or we'll have more opportunity to do it in a shorter period of time but yeah I'm happy with the result performance I don't think was fantastic but a few good takeaways I agree yeah I let, agree. Let, let's speak about something Wait, huh? We have we have a nice one. That's called Sari out. 
No, okay, we, we will not go too long on it. I just had a motorcycle that came uh, came by my house, but uh, Sari in or Sari out. Uh, we do the, the round with Martina starting, Michael, Travis, and uh, and then I will finish uh, if it's okay. Uh, opinion, in, out, and then. If you say in or out, until when? Until end of the season, or you want him to quit already? And, and why? You know, in, in a few words, uh, Martina, what, what are your thoughts about that? And and guys, in the in the comment section, tell us how it's Sari in or Sari out. Let, let us know. And then, because Rocco just joined, we will quickly go through also the Arthur Piani swap. Um, so in my opinion, I think it's too early to decide in or out. Um, I think Sarri has, I mean, the squad that he has, has a lot of problems, injuries, then mental problems. And we have Ronaldo and Cristiano, that's hard to put them together. We don't have a number nine. like, And then the problem in the midfield, the fullback problems. Like We have so many problems that Sarri needs to solve, and we are saying that it's his fault for all these problems. Of course, he has some fault, but I think that we are putting too much blame to him. So I think we should evaluate more. And and if we don't lose Serie A, I think he should stay for next season. Whoa. If he... Well, I mean, I want him to stay and still prove himself and probably with the transfer window that we'll have and he will bring some players that he really likes... That will make a difference. Obviously, if next season we start and we start losing everything, then no, we, we will sack him halfway or in the beginning. But I I hope to see him for sure until the end of the season and maybe depending on how we do next season. So in for me. Michael. Uh, it's a difficult question. Huh? Um, I, I, for I, me, asked oh. you, I asked you why I show you him crying <laughs> after the defeat versus Napoli. I hope you will be kind with him after sorry that. And, sorry, and sorry, and no. no. Um, um, uh, I think I'm in until the end of the season. For me, I think it's, I think to get him out like now in the middle of season, I think would be ridiculous. Um, but until the end of the season, um, I think... I think if we had to let go of him, obviously it depends on a lot of things. Huh? It depends on what are you doing, Martina? <laughs> I was hoping that comment, the Cristiano the, the comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, for me, I think that he's. As in, I just, I just read actually, I just read an article on UFC.com. I think you you shared the Giuseppe, uh, which really kind of made me think, like you know, it's it's right, it's true. Um, but he is for me, he's still not. I don't know. He doesn't like come across as a as a guy who really interacts a lot with the players. So like you've got guys like you know, I've got someone like Klopp, someone like Pep, who seem to really manage to relate to the players. And I think that's almost a really underrated skill. As in, the players aren't robots at the end of the day. And I think you had guys like where we had guys like Conte, guys like Allegri, who really seemed to relate to the players, and the players would would die for them. Uh, maybe Allegri not towards the end, but it was there. With Sarri is just is just not there, so that's something that like really kind of worries me. And this, I think he's trying to learn. As in, and I, I think it, as a person, you know, I think his story is amazing. You know, the fact he starts from the bottom at age forty and is at the top of Italian football now. But I would, I am a bit concerned of kind of leaving him in charge of the club, especially while we have Cristiano, uh, because I think that that's like a window that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, he's gonna be thirty six next year. And 
for me, he's still the key to us winning the Champions League because you have a guy who you know, like, doesn't collapse under the pressure. Um, and I want a guy kind of who's going to get the best out of our team. And in all honesty, this this season, uh, I haven't <laughs> seen him get the best out of our team. Um, to be honest, so that's that's why kind of I'm like. But again, it depends. It depends who's available, you know. As in, I mean, I like guys like uh, Pochettino, for example. I really like as a manager. But you have to see who's available, who fits with the club. Then it gets a bit more complicated. Like last summer, for example, I didn't want Conte back because I felt like it was a step. We're going a step back almost. So it depends who's available as well, um, and it depends if the if the club back him in the transfer market because I think that this team is not suited to Sarri at all. Eh? Like not at all. I need to add. Yes. If we have the opportunity to bring Pep Sarri out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think everyone feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> then you can talk to him. Who who isn't taking Pep or or Klopp? Yeah. yeah. Or if it's on offer, um, I'm I'm a sorry in guy myself. I think that this season has been so peculiar from him getting pneumonia before the season even started, so not really being to start implementing his ideas from the get go to all of the injury problems we had even before we had the the layoff and then now still having injury problems and having such a peculiar like break in the middle of the season I don't think he was ever really afforded the opportunity to like implement all of his ideas to have a squad that could do that cuz there's such a rotating cast so I would say unless Pep is available i would give him one more year and hopefully it's a regular season with a healthy squad um and i think especially as juve fans because we're so used to winning all the time when the results aren't immediate we aren't we're not used to having that kind of like pain from like losing or playing poorly and it wasn't all like even with Conte and with Allegri it wasn't perfect immediately it takes a little time to unlearn the old manager's style of thinking and style of play and implement your style so in for me um at least one more year out of curiosity do you guys think that so for me, as in when when Sarri started, like I was always saying, like you know, I was all like for giving him time. I said, you know, let's see how the team is in March because obviously you cannot expect this team to just uh, change, especially with the way that the squad is. Do you think that the fact that there's coronavirus and the fact that there's we're in this weird situation is almost helping him because it gives him some more time? Because like like Travis said, we are in a really weird we are in a really weird season. Well, I believe that uh, if I can, because that's also actually a bit the, the same question from Alejandro. Ciao, Alejandro. I'm happy that you joined. He's saying not Sarri's biggest fan, but uh, he needs time. The 100 days off didn't help either. And I believe also it's it's really difficult, but for everyone and to judge now. Uh, I believe, you know, we ended with a real dramatic game versus Lyon. 1-0 loss with zero play, zero game. Rabiot dramatic and all the team was dramatic. And then we had an amazing one versus Inter where we say, wow, there is something. Okay. So it's a, it's a double effect, like a disaster and amazing. Yeah. And um, so it's difficult. And if, if I, I try always to be balanced and to see the 360 degree of, of it, the, 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 the pro sorry is the fact that okay 
Ferry didn't came and say, I want to be the coach of Juventus. You know, someone trusted him. They shared a vision, an objective, and they said, okay, Sarri, let's go for it. We know that it will be a different way of playing. That's what we want. So we go with you. And that's one thing. You know about Sarri that he's impolite, that he loves to smoke, that he doesn't care. He put his finger in his nose. So you know <laughs> that before asking him to sign, you know it. So that's your responsibility as a manager then. And there are three. You have Agnelli, Paratici, Nedved that decides. Okay? So for me, that's that's one thing. And then you have also the fact that, okay, you know that you want to change style of play versus Allegri because Allegri was a winner and I loved Allegri for what he was doing, but the club decides to change a trainer and that's fine. Who do you take? Sarri. Okay. But Sarri needs also Sarri players to play the Sarri ball. And if you give him Kedira and Matuidi to start with, because this one was the start of the starting lineup versus Parma. Pjanic, Kedira, Matuidi. That's the same. The same as with Allegri. You cannot expect, I don't know what, you know? So there is, those are the pro Saris. And then the contra from Sarri is the fact that the guy has zero flexibility in terms of mind. He comes from a generation that is a bit more dictator than... And that's what you said in the article, what was written, uh, Michael, but it's totally true. The guy is, is really, how can I say, he comes from a generation where he didn't adapt it himself to the young players who are from the, how can I say, the like the like generation. Yeah. They are like, uh, I want instant feedback. I don't want to be criticized too much. I want you to help me. I want a leader that goes along with me and that helps me instead of telling me. And that's what Sari is not doing. He's not a good people manager. Look at Emre Can deal. What did he do? He called him for 30 seconds saying, you will not be in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is upset. <laughs> and he stayed and he, he, he shut his mouth until he went to Dortmund. But he didn't work with Mandzukic. The guy, he, he said, I don't play anymore. You see? So, and that's why I say, okay, am I Sari in, Sari out? I would be a Sari in until the end of the season. Because that's what I think. You do objectives and you have to go until the end of the season with that. Yeah. That you fail yeah. or that you win, it's a paired decision of all the management. So that's what I believe. Next year is the next year. So let's see what will happen there. I think. I think the. I think uh, as well, like because you mentioned as well that like uh, Nedved, uh, Nedved Paratici and uh, and Daniel kind of got sorry. I think that they also. I think they wanted. A, I mean, from the statement kind of that they had said was that they wanted kind of Juventus to play this. Um, attacking, attacking football. Mm -hmm. Oh well, no one, no one wants Spalletti. Jesus Christ. Um, one thing. I think that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, we have yeah, one thing ahead, really important to do. <laughs> Happy, birthday. Happy birthday, I love football. It's your birthday. We prepared already the small title for you to be live. So we were hoping that you would join the live because. We were speaking about that. It's an important day. So happy birthday. I love football. Really proud to have you as a subscriber of my channel and also about the Juve show, the channel of Martina and myself. Today we have two coaches, but happy, happy, happy birthday. I hope and I wish that Juventus can give you a lot of beautiful gifts. That means 
Serie A and let's say Champions League. So that's for you. Uh, uh, I love football. Happy you are there. So the guys in the in the chat say uh, say hello and happy birthday to I love football if you want to. Uh, and while I interrupting everyone, and before I I let you do the wishes, also guys, we have uh, uh, Bianconeri that uh, joined at Z. Ciao Z. We have Alan Alejandro. I didn't uh, uh, say hello to. We have Mohamed. Uh, we have uh, Juan. We have a lot of people that meanwhile joined also the chat. So thanks for everyone to be there. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, I was saying about ah, yes, because so the if you guys remember the statement was kind of that they wanted Juventus to play a more attacking football. Obviously, again uh, with uh, with Allegri, we were uh, it was disgusting by the end of football, to be honest. Um, uh, and I think that rather than hiring Sarri, we almost just hired kind of the brand of football. If you guys know what I mean, so I think. To be honest, I kind of, off the top of my head, the only guy that comes to mind when I think Sarri's style of football as a coach kind of decide is, is like Travis Sales Pep. Um, in which case, I am sure that like uh, I would be shocked if if Juventus had the had the chance to sign Pep, they wouldn't sign him. But you've also got the fact of his salary being huge. Sarri is on a three-year contract, I think, two or three years. I'm not sure off the top of my head. So I think, to be honest, we might. In a, in a way, be stuck with him in a in a sense. Um, I'd be really curious to know what happens if we if we don't win the Champions League and we don't win Serie A. I'd be really curious to know um, what happens then because I think that that's, that would be really interesting. Hopefully, we don't find out, obviously, and we win everything. <laughs> and I think something you said a moment ago, Michael, about do you think that there's like that much effect on the coronavirus and not playing for a hundred days? There's definitely something to be said for like any team or any player about like mid season form and just like the mechanics and physic, like being in shape from playing week in and week out, taking a hundred days off is like having the summer, summer off, you know, yeah, once a exactly. season ends. So it's exactly. like, you're starting over at square one. So for, I think for a lot of these players, it's, you know, just getting back to like mid-season form or starting over from a mental standpoint, the mechanics of trying to implement Starry style again, because they weren't necessarily doing anything football related for however yep. long. So I think there is definitely something to be said in that regard as well. Okay, guys, let's go to a next topic. And that's for Rocco. I don't know if he's still there or not, but he, I, I know Rocco is a guy who always also uh, have more time later and then he, go, he goes and watch the replay. So I really want to, uh, <laughs> I really want to, to answer his question about uh, um, Arthur and the uh, Pjanic swap. And then uh, we have 10, 15 minutes to talk about Lecce. So I will not uh, ask your opinion about it. I will just explain where we are now today about that swap. So today they were saying on Sky UK that uh, the deal was done. But actually, when you go and, uh, and you watch a bit uh, the, the link and the news, uh, nothing is really sealed and done today. So they have an agreement between Juventus and Barcelona. The numbers are really crazy because we have 80 million value for Arthur and then Juventus is trying to uh, to have a Pjanic for 70 million. <sighs> numbers are crazy. Why is that? Because uh, it's about profit. Normally around this time you already start to exchange players to sell players and you close the books on the 30th of june uh, so that you can make more profit and save your year with 
profit and loss. That's what we'll, that's how we call it financially. So the the Arthur more than a technical point of view, and that's why we really want to do it on the before the thirtieth of June because the books close uh, at the thirtieth of June. The mo that's the most important reason. It's just financially because we need that money. We lost money because normally around end of May, mid May, we start selling the new shirts. We were not able to get to to show them because we are not in the new season so that's one thing then uh stadium we had to refund a lot of people a lot, uh we were playing actually without supporters so you miss all that money so that's why i try i think also they are trying to oh uh, you know to to make those that money bigger and 80 million is not the real value of, of of arthur but it's actually an inflated thing so i hope they don't exaggerate too much because this is also something that is not allowed by uh, fifa fair play to inflate big numbers today we saw also that muratore is going to atalanta this is also a profit thing um so do i think they will do it yes i really believe uh, that they will do it so Rocco, when you will watch a replay, or if you are uh, still in the chat or listening uh, while you are doing a beautiful walk in Canada, Toronto, uh, let us know what you thought about uh, about that. Just in a yes or no, guys, and we do the other way around, and then we go to the Lecce Juve, guys. Travis, Arthur Pjanic swap, yes or no? Yes for me. Michael? Yes. Martina? Yes. So well, welcome, welcome, Arthur. Isn't it? <laughs> welcome. Uh, why, why, while you go through the defend part, Martina, I will show also a, a nice picture because I received it. He, he WhatsApped me, so I have in exclusivity a new picture of uh, of Arthur at Juventus. So I I leave you the show for the Lecce Juventus or the Juve Lecce game, Martina. So I I go ahead, or you're gonna show it? No, no, go for it. I will show it meanwhile. So on Friday, we're going to play against Lecce. Uh, Lecce just lost 4-1 against Milan, and they lost so many games before that as well, like 7-2 against Atalanta and another 4-0. So they're definitely not good. Um, are you guys concerned or not at all after the Bologna game? If they've been losing a lot of games, I'm sure that they'll play a great game against Juve now. That's always how, That's how it goes. That happens. Every time. Always. Their goalkeeper is going to become prime Dinozov and, uh, and sneak in a Ronaldo penalty and win one there. And do you think, um, as in like the lineup, do you think it's going to be more the Bernardeschi or the Douglas Costa? Epa! Damn, look at that. That looks good, huh? Look at that. You know, I still hate that jersey. You know, I actually don't mind this. I've actually, it's actually grown them. I just hate that the sleeves are like on the wrong side. Like, I wish the black was on the same side as the black side, like the Barca 0809 kit. But anyway, we're, we're gonna, we actually we have an extended period of it because of coronavirus. So, yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> just for you, Travis. <laughs> um, I think, I think I'll be from. I mean, I hope, to be honest, I'd like to see Bernardeschi get another run out. But I think, like Travis said earlier, I think we will keep seeing this like rotation keep going. I mean, I'd be surprised if like we saw the same midfield, for example. Um, I think, well, actually, we might. As in Rabiot or the Matuidi? So, Rabiot, Pjanic, Bentancur or Matuidi, Pjanic, Bentancur? 
I think Matuidi will play left back. Actually, I forgot about that. So Matuidi will play left back, or Giuseppe yeah. will play left back. Huh? It depends. It depends. <laughs> We also have that to talk about. A, a lot, a lot of people were saying that actually we could have played Berwato or another one from the under 23. But, and that's really important. On Saturday, under 23, they are playing a final of Coppa Italia. The, not the real Coppa Italia, but the yeah. smaller Coppa Italia. But that's the first time that they can win a trophy. So I oh. really don't think. That uh, we will have them, so it's actually really a bad, a bad moment because we have Jesus. no Alexandro, no Decilio, uh, no Danilo with his stupid red card or <sighs> yellow, yellow, and the guys, the young guys are playing the final. So I don't think that we will take them. So Matuidi, so Matuidi must start left back. Then we have no option. And Quadrado right back, center backs the same. Goalkeeper will be Chesney again. So then the midfield will probably remain the same um, unless. Yeah, Unless he drops, I mean, if he drop, maybe he can drop Pjanic and put Bentacur as a regista. But then you start Ramsey, maybe. I don't know. I think I think he still might play a bit around with the with the team. But I th I hope that the front three will be the same as of uh, as of yesterday, personally, because I thought that they fit in better. And I also prefer Costa off the bench, which is maybe a bit a bit strange to say. But I think that when he plays against tired players, he just goes wild, like against Lokomotiv, for example. If you guys remember, he scored a ridiculous goal. However, what I'm scared of when Dubras comes in, like half match, he gets in too crazy, and then since he didn't like train, he gets injured like after two minutes. Like he makes the first run and then he gets injured. Oh, this is the last thing that we need, another injury, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah. What about you, Travis? Do you think um, the up-top? Um, so I think the this next game for us is going to be actually kind of a tricky, um, tricky proposition for us, especially because tomorrow Atalanta and Lazio play. And if Atalanta wins, we have the opportunity to go seven clear at the top. So I think a lot of how we send out the send out the side is going to be dependent on the results tomorrow. I think if uh, if we can go seven clear, we'll probably see uh, the foot on the gas a little bit more because it'll give us some breathing room, especially when the Champions League fixtures start to come in, give us a little more ability to rotate. I think if Lazio wins, we'll probably see a more conservative approach where we may still pick up points. But um, as far as the lineup is concerned, I think it's, I think you guys are right with Tweedy at left back and then pretty much the same across the rest of the back line. Uh, this might be an opportunity to maybe give Ramsey a run out from the start and start Bentoncourt as a regista and perhaps keep Rabio on the left and just see how that works um, for a match or for part of a match. I think Bernadeschi stays uh, where he played last game, give him a little consistency, but I'm actually with Michael as well. I prefer Costa coming off the bench typically because um, he can terrorize a defense late in the game. But there's also to Martinez point that concern that uh, he'll get past two people and then, He'll never get past anybody again. So. <laughs> Actually, just a point. I just looked at the standings. Lecce are in a relegation fight. Huh? They are like they can still they can still stay up. So that will be so they'll be really motivated. I thought that they were like down at the very bottom, but no, they have a chance to stay up. So they will be 
hunger for it. They better not do that against Juve. They, they were not playing bad versus Milan eh? in the beginning. No. Uh, they even did a 1-1 at a certain moment with a penalty. The problem is right after they collapsed. And then it was like one, two, three, three goals and after one after each other. Another goal in front of the of yeah. the goal. And oh my god, I don't know. I don't know how we missed that. My my big scare is because you you really see that the players are not 100 fit and especially you you miss that creativity due to the fact that they are not really fit. My big scare is that um, they play as Milan and Napoli with really defensive lines without opening because that's actually you know Mihailovic asked his players to go down to press. Uh, you know, to 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 try to create something, and actually they opened spaces for us. Mm-hmm. But Milan and Napoli didn't. They played, they waited, and if a lot of team are doing that with us having no creativity, that can be a problem. That's for me a danger. If we don't score in the first thirty minutes, we can have a problem. Yeah, uh, I fully agree. I fully agree, and that's something that worries me actually. I'm maybe going to jump a bit to the future, but that's something that worries me about the Lyon game as well, where they just need to sit back. And especially if they score a goal, we need to score three. And against Milan and Napoli, we didn't look like scoring one, and we didn't, in fact. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's definitely a concern and something that we need to fix. Sorry, we'll need to figure out for sure. Ermias is saying that uh, Rugani, you know, for him, he would play for resting the, the Bonucci or the league. That don't forget, after three months, they are playing actually 270 minutes in a row. Would you risk it, uh, Travis? Uh, putting Rugani in? Yeah. Uh, Versus yeah, Lecce. I mean, I don't forget, then we have Genoa, Torino, and Milan after, uh, after it. I guess this would be the ideal time to give him some minutes, all things considered. You're playing a, a lower table side, give probably Bonucci a rest because he's got doesn't have age on his side like Delict. And uh hope for the best, I guess, would be the, the way to phrase it. Uh I don't think he's terrible, but I mean this is exactly the type of game you would have a player like Rugani stay in your side for and to have a run out because we are going to need fresh legs all year. And I'd probably rather see him start against a weaker side uh, than be subbed in late in perhaps like a Champions League fixture or against Lazio because we didn't, we burned out somebody else's legs. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree with Travis. Same. We, we are about to round up, guys. Uh, we, we still have a few minutes, but Muslim is asking, uh, not mine, not Martina, because uh, people know what we think. But And don't go too much in detail. Eh? But Mr. CR7, the player that you have on your back, Michael, what about an easy, easy question. Stay, 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 stay. Easy, easy. Doesn't need to be in depth. <laughs> stay. What, what about you, uh, Travis? Yeah, it's stay for me as well. Okay. Maybe his uh, man bun needs to needs to leave, but that's about it. I agree who, with who, you. Needs, yeah. who needs to leave? The, the, the his man bun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, when he when he was doing it, he scored eleven games. Scored in the row, huh? <laughs> Maybe yeah. needs to let it go. Oh, we need to see the the noodles back. That's yeah, that's what yeah. uh, that's what will unlock Ronaldo. That's for the Champions League. <laughs> so yeah, Martinez uh, not a fan. Uh, he'll be, he'll be off. I have no doubt about it. Yeah, Ronaldo definitely, definitely stay. 
is uh, is a killer and is one of the best of all time. So yeah, when he when he finds form, there's just no stopping him. And exactly. sometimes it takes him a game or two to do it. But he had something like twenty five or twenty nine goals across all competitions so yeah, far this yeah. year already. So I don't think it's a question of whether or not he's capable of doing it. I think it's a question of when he will get back into form and start producing exactly. like that again. Exactly. I mean, last year he single-handedly took us past that little game. was like one of the best performances I've ever seen. It was just a year ago. Uh, he's the king. So, yeah, I would. Uh, he's uh, he's a key. But we need to give him more service as well. And when he gets, I mean, when he starts ticking, he's unstoppable. So, yeah. He needs to get back. Because he, I mean, I haven't seen him fully as he was before. So whenever he gets completely back, Physically and mentally, I think he will be the beast that he's. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, that's a difficult question. Huh? I just read the question. If I can take that one, I like to answer the question of True Galaxy. I love your question because you're challenging us a lot, True Galaxy. So I hope <laughs> to have you one day also here on the channel yes. and uh, uh, I will give you also the email address uh, it's actually quite easy it's the Juve show at gmail.com where also you guys that are watching and you want to be on one of the next episodes just you know send us an email you can find us on Twitter on my Twitter Martina or the Juve show Twitter whatever we have a really nice discord that I want to show you a bit later so we have a lot of ways to get in communication but go for it we are open for everyone one of the next one i don't know if he's still in the chat or not but uh, uh marco sufian will uh al already ask also to be there so he will he will be one of the next one we have also uh, other uh, members so it will be really really fun but to answer true galaxy question today i would keep dibala why because we have a, a, a big difference in salary, we have 30 million of, uh, of, uh, of Ronaldo. That's a lot of money today. He's 35. He's still the GOAT, still the beast, still the superstar. It's true. But uh, he's also creating some troubles, being the center of attention. You know, And you know when you have Ronaldo, you know that it has to be like that. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. So... Um, that's fine. He stayed two years at us. I try. I hope he will stay one year more and two years more. And that would be amazing. But if I have to choose, I would keep Dybala now. And with the money saved, I would invest in a new marketing guy like. I don't know if you see it or not. Pogba. Pogba. I want Pogba. Again, you know, that would be nice to, for the marketing part. You save some money because he doesn't have 30, and I would invest in other players today. Oh, who, would, who would score the goals, though, eh, Giuseppe? What? Who would, you get to score? who would score the goals? Island. And, uh, well, oh. I don't know how much it would cost. Eh? Ah, it's fine, it's fine. But, yeah, it's it's true. Huh? But I believe also, look, Dybala, he played, I think, two seasons ago. He, he had like 22 or 23 goals. Yeah, he started on fire. He started on fire. Yeah. He never, he never got back. That's what always I always found strange. Like when he caught fire that year, I was like, this guy is like, I mean, he, that was very ridiculous. Now he was getting like a hat trick every weekend almost. But then he never, uh, he never kind of got to that level again, which is a, a shame. But I think this year has been a lot better than the last year, uh, year and a half. He really improved the season. 
Let, let's take because I will, will run up in three minutes. Let's go until uh, one hour and ten, and then uh, we will uh, uh, try start to say hello to everyone. Uh, quick questions: Which mi realistic midfield best addition for the window, Martina? I mean, I feel like we said Artur is gonna be someone that's coming. Um, I mean, he's the most realistic. That will come, basically, and I'm happy with that. Obviously, I would like to see Pogba or Tonali as well. Uh, more Pogba than Tonali, actually. Uh, you think it's realistic, Pogba? I mean, the most realistic is Artur, obviously. But I mean, I I the most realistic is anybody over 30 that could come on a free. Yeah, Katira, Katira's back now for next season. A new signing. I mean, that I can't right. think of anyone else that's realistic and good and technically young. Yeah, and I, I, I agree, to be honest. As in, I would have loved, I mean, Pogba for me was, I think it was realistic, uh, Pogba before before this whole uh, yeah. virus happened. But but um, I think that now, to be honest, I don't know if we're going to manage to get him. I wish we do. It would be amazing. But I think that Tonali is going to winter as well, uh, judging from reports disgusting um i think i think that arthur is one that i'm happy with i don't really as in this is from what i read from the play i cannot say that i watch arthur every, every weekend but i think i'd be happy with him um if he brings what people say that he brings yeah what about you travis um i guess arthur i mean do you count kuzevsky as an attacking player or a midfielder because that's already done attacking. so that's kind of obvious <laughs> What do you so, think about Kulusevski? Actually, I've, I've never I've seen him play only against Juve, to be honest. So I know absolutely nothing about him. I, mean, I, I don't know a ton about him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he's like he's decent going forward. I think we overpaid for him uh, based on like what I've read, but I don't I don't know enough about him to speak about him. Um, I would hope for Tanali. Uh, that would be like another person I think is realistic for us. Uh, not in midfield, though, because I know we have a, a right-back problem. I want uh, Tomas Tavares from Benfica, who's a, a young right-back who's really, really promising and would come really cheaply. And since that's a, a place we need some support, uh, that'd be a player I'd look at as well. Interesting. What about Zaniolo? No, Zaniolo. I like Zaniolo, but now he obviously he's a question mark because of his, uh, his ACL. I really, really like Zaniolo, but and we're bringing back Pellegrini next year as well, right? <clears throat> yeah, we're bringing back Pellegrini. We need to sign a right back, and I think we need two midfielders. One of them could be Arthur, and the other one. I mean, if it's Zaniolo, I like Zaniolo like that. But then we need a number. We need a number nine as well, huh? And I thought that we were gonna get a card, but with but Inter obviously put that close in. That is literally an anti-Juve close. And I don't know. I don't know who we can get then. But we need we need a number nine because Iguain is. We can, I mean, we cannot stick with Iguain. I take Edison Cavani one year. Really, Cavani. One year. He's he's gonna be out of contract. So I mean, he might be expensive salary wise, but I'd take him one year. He knows the league. He played for Napoli. Was really successful there. One year might not be a bad option. Yes, play a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Cavani or Milik. I think Cavani. I think even I was prepared. I don't know. Cavani, I think yeah. 
What about you, Joseph? When, uh, to, to finish it, and then we go to the goalkeeper section for me. Uh, if you are looking for a, a B plan, because you have already your number nine, then I would love to have Milik. I would not like to have him as a 11 starter. Okay. As an 11 starter, then I would prefer to have Cavani for free one year, waiting for the real number nine, because we, we know, and we said it, the most important thing is the midfield now and the left left and right back. So that's what we have to do. Guys, we finish with uh, something that I wanted to share because we are doing it for the third time. We started with a prediction game for Bologna uh, already with Milan and Napoli and Bologna. Nobody at the moment was guessing right. So all the people that participated, thank you, but nobody is guessing the score right. So we launch immediately, not sorry out, but the new prediction game uh, of Juve Lecce. So guys, put in the comments of uh, YouTube or on Twitter or wherever you can find us, put the uh, prediction from Juve Lecce. And as you know, people uh, who guess it right, then we do, if we have more, we'll do a live uh, check, check to see who guessed it. And then those people can unlock the batch of the winner of the prediction game. So don't hesitate to do it. Really important. What mm -hmm. else do we have? Uh, Discord. We have a Discord. So I don't know if Martina, you put it in the description or not. It yes. Should be the description. And uh, the chats in the our Discord channel, the Juve channel, start to be really, really nice. So that the it's it's starting to live alive on its own. That's really fun to see. Shootout, quasi al sub. Uh, who we didn't saw in the live today, but maybe he will uh, check uh, later. He said, keep going no matter, uh, no matter what, guys, fino alla fine. So thank you for that one, because, you know, we, we like the shootouts that you are doing, guys. It's amazing. So to finish the, the thing, I want to give you guys the words. Uh, Michael, finish your, your speech, you know. Uh, what did you think about uh, uh, today being the coach? What was your experience? And if you want to say something, go for it. And then we do Travis. And then we finish together with Martina. Uh, yeah, it was, lo was loads of fun, to be on. Thank you. Thank you, Giuseppe. It was great to talk to you guys. Always nice to talk uh, some things Juve. Um, from my end, yeah, follow me, Mike Filetti. Actually, actually, I got to know about, I actually got onto this, this show because I was telling uh, Giuseppe that I started a blog over... Uh, over this coronavirus period, uh, datalingo.org. Like I said, I'm a numbers nerd, so I write about data and that stuff. If any of you guys are nerds like me, check it out. <laughs> uh, over to Travis. Uh, well, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you can follow me. I mean, I pretty much only talk about Juve on Twitter. Um, I don't have anything to promote, so uh, you just chat with me. But... I hope to do this again sometimes, and uh, thanks again for having me, and thanks for listening, everybody. Guys, predictions. We forgot the predictions. For oh, Lecce. For the Lecce game? Yeah, your um, prediction. Oh. I'm going to say 3-0 for Juve. I'm nowhere near as ambitious. Huh? Two, two, one. Juve one nil. I'll go two one. I'll go two one. They probably will they score? Hmm. I'll go actually one nil. One nil. Go on. 
Try. I'm going to say 3-1. Juve. No, I'm not ambitious at all. 1-0. 1-0. Ronaldo penalty. Definitely Ronaldo Marika. free kick. <laughs> Martina says 3-0. Yeah. Michael said 1-0. And Travis, uh, Travis said 3-1. Right? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Then we saw Muslim was saying 2-0. I hope for Juventus. Tuna Lecce, cheese. So I, I let you close, uh, Martina. Okay. So thank you guys again, all of you in the chat, and both of you guys, our guests, first time over here. So we are super thankful that you guys were present, and we love this little conversation with both of you. So thank you to both Michael and Travis. And the chat was crazy once again, so we love that. Thank you. Thank you again to every single one of you that was present today. And let's hope we win on Friday so we can come back and talk about the win, hopefully. So, yeah, thank you again. And see you in the next episode. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Forza Juve, fino alla fine. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao, Juve. Ciao.